0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan from Ethix Fitness, and you're listening to the Ethix Approach Podcast, where we cover all things vegan, fitness, and nutrition-related, and chat with inspiring and influential vegans who are out there leading by example. If you haven't already, it would really help if you subscribed to, liked, commented, and or shared any of the content I'm producing, including this podcast, free articles and training programs on EthixFitness.com, videos on YouTube, and more. I truly appreciate all you guys for the love and support. In today's episode, I speak with Adrian Lozano, a California-based vegan life coach and yogi who helps others transform their life through mindfulness practices. Adrian himself has struggled with anxiety and depression in the past, which caused him to seek his own journey of self-improvement. Through exercise, yoga, diet, meditation, positive thinking, and therapy, Adrian was able to completely transform himself over time into the happy and positive person he is today. Adrian continues his pursuit of personal growth and development and has a passion for helping others undergo the same transformation that he himself has and continues to undergo. Adrian is a very upbeat, kind, open-minded person, and I learned a lot from our conversation. It was a pleasure speaking with him, and I hope you enjoy the chat all right what's up guys this is Ryan from Ethics Fitness and this is the Ethics approach podcast i'm here with Adrian Lozano today uh, one of my old clients and well not old clients uh we're, we're still working together I guess but uh, we formed this beloved friendship now and so it's more than just working as uh clients and such now so uh, this is adrian lozano he's a he's a life coach and um, We're gonna have him talk about some of the stuff that he does, give a little introduction about himself and everything. And uh, yeah, Adrian, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for
1: having me on, Ryan. Thank you for your time and attention. I'm really an honor to be here. And yeah, so I'm I'm Adrian. I was born and raised in Southern California. I'm currently living in Los Angeles right now. uh, And I've been here for about three years. And I'm, like you said, I'm a life coach, I'm also vegan. I create content online as well, uh, relating to mindfulness, um, healing and growth and the kind of inspiration and all that. And through my, you know, online platform, I actually just got a new gig. Um, and I'm the digital marketing strategist for a CBD startup company. Oh, sweet. So I did, Yeah, I do that as well. I just got that recently. So that came, came through my um, online social media. They like reach out to me and, you know, so I have that going for me and also for my day job, which I also have, I work in IT. Oh, cool. Okay. You're a busy guy, man. Busy guy. And then, you know, I, I do a lot, but I also like everything that I, my, my practice and all that. I'm also, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yogi. So this allowed me to create more space for myself to breathe and I can do a lot more things than I was able to before. Okay, yeah.
0: Cool. I, I keep busy. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, uh, so this CBD thing just came up, uh, just via like Instagram or something or? Eh? Yeah, I have a buddy that has a startup
1: company and they, so like, I, I know him, but he was like, dude, like, cause they saw my, my platform growing and the way I just, you know, create content online. They, they really liked it. Mm-hmm. They were talking about it, they asked for some advice and I was like, I could do this for you. He's like, really? Like, yeah. So he kind of just like started like that. And now like I, I have this no, like not like a new relaunch and I have like a, you know, just this brand new like thing now.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I feel like more, go- uh, more and more good things keep happening to you lately. So I'm really happy to hear that. The universe is putting a lot of things my way, man. It's a blessing and I'm just like going, I'm just riding the wave. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a thing. It's like when you put out that good positive energy, like, you know, the universe reciprocates it. You're, you're, you're right. It.
1: Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's coming back to me. So it's, it's such a blessing, man. It's like really makes me happy.
0: Yeah. What, uh? so what made you get into the whole, um, uh, my, the mindfulness practices and stuff that you're into? Check yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah so that I mean it kind of like a beautiful beginning starts with like a dark ending so mm-hmm. that was kind of like with my I used to like maybe about 3 4 years ago and 3 years ago when I moved out to LA it was a like very fast paced lifestyle and growing up I've always had a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and social anxiety too we I mean you talked about this before in the past but like I had social anxiety and it kind of manifested after a while into depression and like it I would use like I guess coping mechanisms. I'm like more healthy. Like, you know, I didn't take care of my body and then I, I would drink party and then like eat crappy food. So I wouldn't taking care of anything. And my mind, body and spirit was just so out of whack. And kind of like I reached this point, maybe when I was like 25 where I was like, man, this cannot be life. Like I was just doing the rat wheel, like going to work, having no energy coming back, having no energy and just kind of like living for the weekend. Cause I was like my escape where I could do things that, you know, to escape life and, living in LA, there's a lot of big like mindfulness movement out here. So I had a friend that took me to a, um, meditation center and that kind of like opened, that was my first intro into meditation and it was a rough start. Cause if someone that has a lot of anxiety, like sitting still, and all this was very hard for me to do. So that, I, I guess like, you know, my anxiety and depression kind of like allowed me to walk into the world of mindfulness.
0: Okay. So, Vipassana uh, Vipassano meditation, that's the first one you got into.
1: Vipassana meditation and that yeah Vipassana meditation it's like a style of, of meditation yeah it's a practice it comes from a Buddhist lineage so it's a Buddhist way of, of practicing meditation and basically what it is it stands for insight meditation so it's a way of transforming yourself through self-observation okay so as someone who has anxiety or well social anxiety too a lot of times before I was in my mind a lot like really in my mind and really like always thinking about like too much like about the past or the future or whatever it was mm-hmm. and meditation or vipassana meditation is just the practice of observing your thoughts and of, um, observing your emotions as they come in without judgment without kind of like too much into it kind of just let, like just being almost like it's not about becoming anything or going to any end place it's just simply about being with your thoughts and your emotions Okay,
0: that's yeah. That's really interesting to me because I also grew up with really bad social anxiety, like my whole life, and I still think I deal with it a lot um, from day to day. But um, I I also recently read a well, not too recently, but a couple years ago, I read a book called The Power of Now, which I think you're familiar with. I'm actually just I'm I'm finished reading it right now. Okay, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, we did. that really reminds me of what you're talking about now. Just trying to trying to live in the moment and really just accept each moment for what it is, and not think about the past or the present so much because you can't control that, you know. Um, but that that whole idea really helped me. Uh, I guess it's like something that I try to really remind myself about a lot, just to focus more on the present moment, what you can actually do, rather than the future or the past, which you can't really change directly. So yes. that's like that's like the same idea with with um, the meditation
1: kind of. Yeah. So I mean, mindfulness is just the act of paying attention to the present moment on purpose. You don't have to sit in meditation or do yoga to be mindful. It's just that through these practices, it cultivates a greater sense of awareness of being mindfulness. Mm. So like I'm mindful throughout the day. Like, you know, now when I'm when I'm standing in line, instead of like being on my phone, I kind of let myself be in the moment. Like I'm being Mm. mindful right now in this conversation. I'm fully present and I'm fully engaged in this conversation. I'm not thinking about other things. So I'm mindful throughout the day. And just like through my mindfulness practices, I can cultivate a greater sense of awareness of being mindful.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really interesting. I, I feel like I need to, <laughs> I also need to focus on that a lot more still, but, um, that's awesome. That's working for you. So, so well, uh, do you feel like that in particular is what really helped you overcome your anxiety and depression overall?
1: no so oh, no? i actually started no because i mean it's funny like i actually started meditating about three years ago probably okay. but it wasn't until i did yoga which is two years ago and then therapy as well so yoga and therapy uh-huh. allowed me to because my meditation is hard i'm not gonna lie it's hard and it's like it's easy to tell someone to sit there and like focus on your breath and focus on that but like it's harder to do and also like to just do it like to sit in meditation and you know 10 minutes or whatever it is really hard to do so I think for me, yoga and therapy, uh, because I I would, I was lucky enough where I was able to find a studio that was in my therapist's office, the same building. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I would go to therapy and then yoga the same day. So it was like, I I went to therapy, I did that. And then I went to yoga right afterwards. And I was like, I did that. So it was like a whole, like, I did that for a while. And it was that like yoga, therapy, and then meditation as well, that really allowed me to change my life. Because I was still... Even though I was practicing meditation here and there, like it wasn't a consistent practice, I knew what it was. I knew the power of it, and I saw these thoughts, but it it, it still wouldn't they it, it would still come up.
0: Yeah, so could you between all those three, I guess, did you realize that one helped more than any of the other ones, or was it kind of like a joint effort between all of them?
1: Yoga was the one that changed my life. Yoga, really? Sure.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, and okay, yeah. so I don't really know anything about yoga or meditation so or, or therapy really i'm really interested in hearing about all of your experiences with that like as someone who has also dealt with so much anxiety in my life like i'm really curious about what that was like for you in general
1: yeah if, so if, i'll talk if about you want to there. start with
0: um if you want to start with yoga i guess because you just okay
1: talked. yeah so about yoga yoga Forget everything, you know, about yoga in the West, like it, yoga, people just think that it's the physical asana practice, which is like the physical poses that we do okay. or that that you see on Instagram and like all that. And it is much more than that. Like I, I started it initially for cardio and to kind of get like, cause I was trying to lose weight and all that. Uh-huh. But I realized that it's much more than that. Like yoga is an actual philosophy. It's a way of life. It's a way of living. It's a way of being. So yoga has like much more. It has there's um, eight limbs of yoga which is like eight kind of foundations or, you know, a lot ways of living. And asana is just one of them. So what we see here in the West is just one eighth of what yoga actually is. The other ones involve meditation, breathing, self-study, um, ahimsa, which is non-harming, which I'll get to later about that. And um, just other other ways of being like that, that really embody what it is to be a yogi Mm -hmm. and for example like for me like i practice yoga on a mat maybe like four times a week but i practice yoga every day
0: so how did you get into yoga so much beyond what is usually taught i guess like in western culture you said right yeah i was fortunate enough to have
1: these teachers that go teach beyond them beyond the mat so they call it so like you know they taught the philosophy so in the classes they'll they'll tell you like you know, this and And Also, it was my curiosity. Like, it was my curiosity of also going beyond. I started reading books about it because I I saw yoga as a science. I Mm. saw what it was doing to my mind and what it was doing for my anxiety, like breathing and like physically, like everything, mind, body, spirit. And I was like, man, this is like kind of like changing me. But then I I was curious and I was like, why is it changing me? (laughs) And then like I started reading and I started like really like, you know, watching videos or like just just being like, I guess, becoming like obsessed with it. So yeah, I was like just obsessing over it, and I was like learning everything about it. Yeah. And, just, like, and I realized like, wow, yoga is much more than just the actual practice itself. It's a way of healing. It's a way of growing and the way of transformation, which is what happened to me.
0: Okay. It sounds like, it, so it is meditation is kind of incorporated a little bit into the yoga that you practice then.
1: It is. Okay. And like, for me, as someone that has anxiety or had it or whatever, it doesn't really go away, but as right. someone that yeah, yeah, lives yeah. with anxiety, Yoga really, because what all yoga does really is it prepares the body mm-hmm. for meditation. Like we we do this practice for you know about an hour or so, and after this practice, you build up, you know, you warm up, you build up heat, and you you come down, and then you come down for shavasana which is corpse um, pose, which is like the meditation part of it, okay. and you sit down for like ten minutes or so. But because you did so much energy and you released a lot through your breath and all that and through the body, that at the end of it you're just in this place of stillness and you have like like a deep meditation where you're like, you know, everything is just released out of you. Like you sweat and you're, everything is just kind of there. And then also like it allowed me to sit in meditation outside of yoga Mm -hmm. a lot better, a lot, like a lot smoother,
0: a lot calmer. And you could actually hold like position for a lot longer,
1: basically. That too. Like my back in the beginning of yoga, I mean, in the beginning of meditation would hurt and I wasn't able to like sit still for a long time and like even my legs, but then now, I could sit still for a good amount of time. I have sat the most was like one hour.
0: Just straight and just sit up sitting, nothing else?
1: Yeah, that one was hard because like I I took this class and I didn't realize it was going to be for an hour. And then they're like, oh, yeah, so we're going to sit for an hour. And I'll ring the bell when it's time. I was like, what the hell? In silence too. (laughs) In silence. So like, you know, I wasn't still completely still. But yeah, yeah. I've also like one thing that's funny is when I started doing meditation, I went to a uh, meditation retreat. Mm-hmm. And it was a Vipassana meditation retreat. And this retreat was a silent retreat. So was it a whole weekend? It was three days. Three
0: it was three days, days.
1: days. Silent retreat. I was with 200 people in the desert in Joshua Tree. And we, we weren't able to talk to each other. We weren't able to look at each other or like make body contact because you can speak through your eyes and through your body language. So we uh-huh. weren't able to do that. Like I said, don't open the doors for anyone. Just like focus on yourself. Don't distract anyone from their you know, experience and mm-hmm. just be in the present moment. And that was an experience for myself too. I didn't know what I was getting myself into.
0: That's, and we're not used to any of that at all in, in day-to-day life. So that probably felt so different for you. It did the fir- I mean, I, I wanted to
1: leave the first day. I was just because like, I couldn't <laughs> like, this was like, maybe like six months into me doing meditation. So it was, I was very new and I was like, man, like, as I was sitting, I was like, I can't do this because I have like anxiety and I'm, my back hurts. So mm-hmm. I wanted to leave, but because I have social anxiety and as, as you know, like <laughs> you with anxiety, whenever you're in a uncomfortable situation, you can't really say things. Or so for me, like yeah. I would get stuck. So I was like the fear, the fear of me having to go up to, and tell him that, I, I, you know, I want to leave early. I was like, fuck, I can't do that either because yeah. <laughs> like, so my social anxiety kept me there <laughs> the whole weekend. <laughs>
0: it was kind of like a blessing and a curse in that situation i guess
1: in this one yeah because i stayed there and then afterwards you know I, I really was able to sit better and like focus and not and guess also like just be there and i, I did learn a lot i learned a lot from that weekend so that was, it was a really good weekend so i'm glad i stayed i'm glad i had social anxiety <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yoga is a pretty good workout too so i guess it strengthened your core and your back and everything there too yeah. is that what led you into fitness also yoga or were you into fitness before that? So
1: no, it was kind of, it all, it's, it's funny. It all kind of went hand in hand, like, like a circle, you know, almost like, you know, going vegan, being, yeah. um, being into fitness and so working out and then yoga, but fitness became first. Like I was, I was in the, in the gym before yoga. I was just trying to find another way of doing cardio and okay. uh, building the like, core and all that outside of the gym. So mm-hmm. that's where um, yoga came in.
0: Okay. What did you do in the gym before you got into yoga?
1: the bro split like kind of okay, like bro split. oh like i'm gonna do the chest this day and back this day and i which i you know i i i was like you know i i did gain have muscle and all that but then i got injured like you know as that's kind of how we're how how we met i got injured yeah. because i wasn't and that's too like i wasn't being mindful like i wasn't really uh you know present when i got injured and i i hurt myself and then that kind of it's funny because that a lot because I couldn't work out anymore because of my the pain that I had chronic pain. So that oh. is what got me deeper into yoga because I was like, well, I can't lift weights. So I, I, ha- I want to do yoga and meditation. And that's kind of what led me down that path
0: deeper. Yeah. And just for anyone who doesn't know, you had uh, uh, what is it? TM, TMJ is that what it's called? Right? Yeah, it was TMJ because oh, I hit
1: myself with a barbell and then like it, it pressed up against my jaw. So it would get inflamed and it just it hurts so much. Like I had chronic pain. and I wasn't able to really do things like for a long like talk for a long period of time or workout especially mm-hmm. or like it, it kind of put me in a weird spot but it that you know I, I find the lightness in every little thing I do. so that the light that I found out is like I realized that my body is not permanent and like my body is it, it's a vessel but I can't fully be attached to it because at any time it could fail me and w- what really kept me going was my mind Mm-hmm. and you know my my spirit because there was a point where I was attached to my body in a way that my body was looking and I was like well I, it's not going to look like this because I'm not working out so you know I, I could have gone in a deep hole but I kind of l- walked down like you know the path of yoga and meditation and then it allowed me to not be so attached to my physical appearance
0: yeah okay it sounds like you really changed a lot since back then too
1: oh yeah that like in itself was like a big shift in myself and like physically I changed, but mentally and like, you know, everything like people were like, who is this new person? Like I had a transformation. I
0: literally transformed myself. Do you think that was, uh, could you contribute that to the, um, TMJ? Like the injury there? Is um, it kind of what led you all to yoga I mean, down the path?
1: No, I was already doing yoga. No, TMJ was a part of my journey. It was like, okay. it was like another lesson I had to learn, but it wasn't okay. what the like, no, the part that was led me was like my my destructive path that i was on and where i was like man this is not working out and i kind of like i feel like it was my rock bottom like i don't think i would ever feel that way that i was feeling at that moment mm-hmm. and it was like my my yeah my rock bottom after that like there the only way out was to go up
0: yeah so what was that um I, I don't want to like pry, I don't want to get too much into your personal life, but what really caused that whole depression and that anxiety get to get so bad, like to spiral out of control there? Do you feel like it was honestly, a sorry, go ahead. It, yeah. It
1: was, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. It was a combination of things like my sleep was off. Um, my energy was down. And like I said, I also had like problems with like alcohol. Not like I was an alcoholic. I was a binge drinker. So I would okay. go on the weekends, hang out with my buddies and binge drink and that threw me off my whole week because you know i was hungover, and then i kind of was like a routine sure. and then so i wasn't an alcoholic i i know that but i was a binge drinker and also i didn't my, my my diet was bad so like my body was just like not like i think the biggest thing for me was having low energy okay. like i didn't have energy or motivation and those two things like really was like oh man like i don't want to live like this
0: yeah when did you end up going
1: vegan Two years ago. Oh yeah. So I forgot to say that I've been vegan for about to be two years in October. Okay. So next month I'll have my two year anniversary.
0: Oh, nice. What are you going to do? I
1: don't know. I want to do something special. Like I was thinking about, well, obviously eating vegan food, so uh, like something good, but something I was, I was going to ask you, like, I want to do something meaningful. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like planting a tree or picking up trash or doing something, maybe donating. I don't know. I want to do something meaningful. Yeah. That you could do during COVID. Do you have any ideas?
0: man i don't know are there any uh animal sanctuaries you can help out at that are open uh not right i mean there are but they're not open right now yeah i, I don't how bad is la right now overall Did, <laughs> is anything open i don't watch the news anymore
1: because that gives me anxiety but things are closing uh, yeah things are still closed uh like restaurants are open but like as far as like public things, they're pretty close. But I, I heard actually today my friend told me that's getting worse, apparently.
0: Oh, really? Uh, the
1: gyms are, gyms are not open still. So, you know, and, you know, so that's that tells you that. It's,
0: they're it's just opening crazy. up in New York City right now. But I, I feel like I'm still too, I'm like at a point where I'm not quite ready to go back, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were opening up over here. remember when I was telling you, like, oh, they're opening up, and then they ended up closing the next month. So uh, I wouldn't really hold my breath on that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just trying to be careful and not trying to be a part of the problem. But yeah man I mean I don't know there's not much there's not as much to do as normal right now I, like you said planting a tree would be nice something something little but like it's a cool little thing you could do then from there on you could watch that tree grow the longer you're vegan
1: <laughs> well my, my whole life
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right so you could just go back to that tree and be like oh this is my 2 year vegan anniversary
1: I'm not like Miley Cyrus I'm kidding <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah I think she was she was, like, plant-based for, I think, since 2013. So, that's, that's pretty disappointing about her, man. Yeah. These celebrities.
1: Every time you hear this, you're like, oh, man, another one down.
0: I know. And um, I just heard about, uh, what's his name? Mike Tyson. He just quit, too. On, on Joe Rogan, also.
1: I think, I feel like he's paying these vegans like to say this. Can you, yeah. he, he
0: I, I know Joe Rogan <laughs> loves, he loves hearing that too. So it's so I know, disappointing. I
1: know it is. But what are you going to
0: do? Yeah. I mean, that's why people can't just like get too attached to the celebrities because who knows why they're really in it, what they're really in it for.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, so anyways, we, uh. so we kind of touched on like your history with anxiety and depression and stuff and like what mindfulness is and everything um and your whole experience with yoga um but so so when you kind of how do you feel now compared to to back then i guess and and i I guess how would you compare your uh everything you feel now compared to who you were
1: yeah so well before that i wanted to touch on uh therapy which is one thing we want to talk about right right right. let's do that let's do that (laughs) yeah so therapy man this one and i'll this is my best advice for therapy. Like I've, before I saw another therapist, and the thing about therapy for it for it to work, you have to find the right person, and you have to interview them just as much as they interview you, and there has to be that connection. So my first therapist that I saw, it wasn't there. Like he was, he really didn't get what I was what I was struggling with. Like I told him I had trouble with anxiety, depression, and he was like, you know. He wanted me to give me medication, he's like, you know, you could have this medication. And I was like, dude, like, I didn't come here for this. Like, I want, yeah. you know, I want you to help me. I want you to listen to, it. I didn't feel like I would listen that day. He just like was so quick to like, give me a Band-Aid fix. And I was like, nah, he so wasn't didn't, a doctor. No, no. So like, I didn't go back. Well, he was, he was like a psychotherapist. So Yeah. Technically he could have prescribed it, but yeah. Right. But, um, and that, that was a big letdown. So I didn't go back for like, I, I, st- I was like, okay, this is not for me. And I kind of, but when i was in the yoga studio i saw another therapist's office and it seemed like more like my style like more a little into like spirituality kind of stuff and like that kind of mindfulness based technique Mm -hmm. well i was like okay like i'll give that a try so i gave it another try and my first therapist like he he was also like kind of like a buddhist in like the philosophy way Mm -hmm. so we kind of resonated on that and he like his style of, of, of therapy was a lot of mindfulness based techniques Okay. So my biggest thing about therapy is like we had this connection and we learned a lot of tools and techniques that I could use and that helped me out. And then, you know, sadly he had to move. But when I met another therapist, I told him like, they matched me. I'm like, Hey, I need a therapist that has these things. Like these, this is their values. And this is what I value. Like this is mm-hmm. the only way that, it's gonna work for me. And luckily they found someone that has the same values as me, kind of like, you know, similar values, but, and you know, it was a great match and she's been great. And I've been seeing, I see her every week now. And so it's been a blessing during COVID. It's been like, I I love therapy. Like I love seeing my therapist. I am an advocate for therapy. Like I I would tell anyone to do it. It basically for me with anxiety, it helps to have a professional there, like, you know, tell them your are th- in this space, I, this person that does not know you or anyone in your life. And for you to tell them like your thoughts that you're struggling with, and they really can sit there and be like, well, you know, they kind of ask you certain questions. They teach you tools and techniques to like really empower yourself to get out of your thinking mind and just kind of change your way of thinking. And it's called like cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. So you really, yeah. So you see like, you know, your thoughts, create your behaviors and your behaviors create action. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like for example, I will say like for me drinking and all that stuff, that was a behavior caused by my emotion. I'm sorry, thoughts create emotions, emotions create action. So my drinking was Mm -hmm. a behavior that I had caused by by my um, emotions. My emotions were, you know, anxiety, depression, and that was caused by my thoughts. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: once you learn that, then you're able to, you know, take a step back and maybe when the emotions come up, don't give into those emotions or maybe when these thoughts come up, don't give in into
0: those thoughts and then yeah. the behavior won't happen. And that's what causes the whole downward spiral there. If you do give into it, I've, so I've looked story. into CBT or CBT before and I've heard that's like it's the best therapy for social anxiety specifically. Is that what you experienced that you noticed it helped a lot? this but like it takes
1: time and it, it, it's a whole process like it, it's, a, it's a healing process so it takes time it's a healing process and i also do like act uh, what's it called yeah act therapy which is um, acceptance therapy so okay. it's like a lot of like accepting what is and accepting like the you know your being in that way so it's kind of i did she, she does like different types of therapy but yeah cbt um act therapy and all that and what's crazy is that a lot of what i learned in therapy are tools and techniques that I actually use towards my clients. So oh, cool. I do like a CBT based approach. Um, I don't do therapy. It's coaching, but like, yeah, I, a lot of that things that I know from, from meditation, yoga and therapy I use for my clients and it, it, it empowers them. Cause I, they're all tools and techniques that anyone could use. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So you were, you were saying how, um, you found this new therapist after the other one left, right? Mm-hmm. Who helped you find that new therapist? Was it like a network? But- no, it was the therapy office. Like the oh, okay.
1: they have like um, intake intake counselors, I guess. Okay. And like I, I would tell them like this is what I want. So like for you or for anyone listening, like I would really sit with your values and mm-hmm. be like, okay, like I want. I know, let's just say you're if if you're you're Christian or mm-hmm. whatever, like I want someone who's Christian because they're gonna resonate with me. Or if you're you know LGBTQ, like I want someone with LGBTQ because they know what I'm going through. Or they have some for actor. They have some for failed actors in over here in la or no sorry for for failed writers because the therapist used to be a writer and there's like a whole thing of writers <laughs> that need therapy so yeah like you know it's whatever niche you're in you, you could find that and someone that
0: is really kind of it speaks your language wow so they can get, they can get that specific too with it yeah I, okay. I, I've, I've seen it yeah <laughs> that's pretty awesome man yeah um yeah, that's, that's, really, that's really interesting stuff. I, I looked into some therapy stuff for a while before, but I never pulled the trigger because uh, for me, uh, insurance was a big problem. Like mm. I just never could, never wanted to pay the money because I've always been yeah. so frugal. But I did look into CBT and stuff before and thought that was super interesting and kind of like read about that for a while. Did you do any exposure therapy?
1: No, I didn't do that. I don't, I don't really know too much about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was reading about that a little bit too. I, I just read it something like... Um, it could be like going down a list of things that, um, from like mildly anxiety inducing to like extremely anxiety, anxiety inducing for that specific person. Mm. And maybe one thing they'll try to chip away at it. So it'll be like, um, you know, having a small conversation with a checkout person at a grocery store, you know, and, uh, They'll, they'll, their goal will be to go out and have a conversation with like someone at Trader Joe's and they're checking out or something. And it's like those minor victories add up over time. And you keep trying to get to like number 10 on the most anxiety inducing list and tackle it. So I, it's the idea of just exposing yourself to the most anxiety inducing, uh, situations. And I think it's kind of like CBT in the effect where it's like, okay, you do it once and you're like, that wasn't that bad. You know, I'm, I'm alive. I lived, uh, and that's the whole goal there just to expose yourself and show that you can get past it and you're not gonna have a you know you're not gonna die or something <laughs> Dude. I mean what's the worst case scenario
1: <laughs> that, that's funny I kind of did that to myself without knowing what it was and it's oh, really? funny because like yeah like I as someone that has social anxiety what I started doing was creating content online and making videos For and sure. as I started making videos I was like oh wait people are watching them, and then I was like oh wait so uh, you know I'm not tripping over my words and like and then yeah. just doing things more like you know and now i'm doing this so now i'm on a podcast and i'm not anxious and i'm not you know i'm I'm relaxed and i'm chill yeah so now i can you know i'm practicing to teach yoga and now i can teach yoga in front of people and not trip over my word so like i kind of it was slow though i was like first making videos online and then you know expanding my platform and then kind of like i started to record
0: myself like um live and then kind of like so yeah i I, technically i did do that yeah definitely and that's kind of what i'm trying to do with myself too and uh I guess it's not so. It's not really intentional, but it's kind of like trying to pursue the whole, you know, making YouTube videos, recording myself, watching how. Because I used to hate hearing co- recordings of my voice and seeing myself mm. talk. I think everyone has gone through a phase like that.
1: Me too yeah.
0: And uh, so that's been really helping me over the past, um, I guess, year or so. Just seeing myself talk on camera and being like, thinking that it's it might be so hard in the moment, but then over time, just getting better at it, and you know, it's one thing leads to another, and then. Hopefully in a couple of years I'll be really good with speaking on camera, but right now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I say like way too much, and I'm just trying to catch myself from saying that.
1: <laughs> you know, I do that too. And as, first off, I want to say that you are doing a good job. Um, Thanks, man. You, like, yeah, I've watched your videos, and you're doing a great job. You're doing fantastic. Like, a lot of things about anxiety is that even with me, people be like, I can never tell that you have social anxiety. So I, I can't, I, I couldn't tell that you had it until you told me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like. I also say like a lot too, or, um, but that's, I think the, with time, like we'll, we'll get better at that. And it's just like, you know, it's just like a thing, like a filler word with, um, I'm, I'm knowing that. So like try not to do that all the time, but also yeah. being com- compassionate for yourself and being non judgmental. Like, Oh my God, you did it again.
0: Just, yep. Yep. With time. it will get easier because I've also noticed that if I pay too much attention to that while I'm talking, I can't talk right. Cause I think about it too much. You know what I'm I mean? Better. That's anxiety talking. <laughs> yeah. And those ums and those, you know, they add a little bit of time for you to think in between sentences and such. Yeah. So, yeah, so
1: with, with time, George, I think breathing helps. I think when I, when I do that, I'm just like, instead of saying um or like, I just breathe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to read more. I've been listening to a lot of audio books and uh, I love it, but um, I really have to sit down and just start reading more again. Do you read any books right now?
1: Yeah, actually, I have an extensive library. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm packing some away, but I have more. Like, I, I just finished up The Power of Now. I just yeah. bought two. Let me grab them real fast. Uh, yeah, I'll just go to bookstores and buy books. So, like, this one, An Introduction to Zen Buddhism. This one oh, cool. is exciting. Yeah, yeah. This one I'm really excited about. This one's called Zen and Psychotherapy. Okay. So, it's a book that pretty much brings the whole Zen lifestyle or practice to, like, the the, the practice of psychotherapy and they're really like it says here like they're they're intertwined and they can really help each other in, in the same way so I'm like really excited about this one so. so you really
0: get into the studies of meditation and such
1: oh yeah I, I live I breathe I mean if, especially if I'm going to be working with people and like you know practicing right. with people I have to live in myself I can't just like you know preach it and not do it myself
0: yeah of course plus you love it right
1: I love it yeah I love learning more about it so like the more that I learn and the more I can teach others I, I really instills it in myself more so yeah I'm yeah. really
0: one thing that I've always noticed is that uh, if you really love something, it, it doesn't feel like work.
1: Oh, yeah. Not at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've always pursued fitness as like a side job, but it's something that I really love. And I would do it no matter what, you know, and I'm sure yoga, meditation, everything is the same for you.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's something that I'm passionate about. And that's why like when I coach people, it doesn't feel like work. It just feel like, hey, I'm just helping out my friends or whatever. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's you are actually really the one who inspired me to pursue coaching. And, um, because at first, you know, I was like, okay, I like this, but you know, you know what I said to you is like, there's the market's too saturated. Everyone does coaching using the fitness. What do I have to offer? Even though I really do love helping people and you just kind of gave me a pep talk and I feel so much better about it now. And I can really appreciate, (laughs) I can really appreciate just helping people for what it is and not thinking too much about it just because everyone does it. You know, I can be that one person who maybe really helps somebody. And um, also forming those connections feels so good. And I'm sure you experience the same thing.
1: Yeah. And like speaking from a former like a client of yours, uh, you know, if yeah. anyone listening is wondering if, if Ryan is a good coach, he actually isn't. He's a great coach. Oh,
0: <laughs> man. You almost got oh, um, me for a second there. You haven't been <laughs> Seth, not going to lie.
1: <laughs> oh, man, you're a great coach. And like you, like the way, like you helped me out so much with my own Like, you know, I, all those were home workouts and I didn't have to go to the gym. I didn't have to go anywhere. You were so nice. Like I wasn't, I never felt like, oh man, I'm gonna, I gotta talk to Ryan this week. Or like, I was always like, okay, he's going to help me out. You're always so knowledgeable. And so like, you know, easy to talk to. And that's why I said, like, I, I remember when I told you, I was like, dude, like, yes, other people do it, but nobody does it like you. And like, because you're you. So, you know, you don't know out there who needs to, your help the way that you can do it using your voice and like people know you through your social media and your youtube how you talk are you kind of goofy and all that so you know, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. you know a lot of people out there aren't as nice so you know aren't as approachable or whatever or like just want to do it to get money but you like like you said this is your passion and like you said if you could do it like you could just, you would just do it anyway so yeah like i think that's ever yeah i'm glad that that really um, inspired you that Cool. It really
0: did. It really did. And I really appreciate it because I honestly think if you didn't say that to me, I don't really know if I would have been pursuing it right now. It would have just been the kind of thing where it's like if someone reached out to me, maybe I'd consider it again, but it was kind of like, I was just going to let it go and just not worry about it. And, but I really do enjoy it. And I really appreciate that talk. Seriously. Like at the time, I don't know. It really, it really meant a lot to me though. So awesome. I, yeah, I really appreciate that. So I can also vouch for, um, Adrian's skills here. He's super motivational and just like i i felt so much better just from a short conversation on social media with him so i can only imagine working with him would really help a lot of people <laughs> Thank you for that. yeah I, I you know what it's funny like coming back to
1: like our relationship and how we met i think it's in life i think like there's moments that are really synchronistic and that the universe aligns things in a certain way so like we met on reddit and i i don't browse reddit that often but I just so happened to browse it that day mm-hmm. and I like, you were saying like oh I'm coaching people and I was like oh, I want like sign me up but like you know <laughs> I didn't it was just weird like because I don't I wouldn't normally like have asked but I think I was in point in my life where COVID just happened and I was I, I was getting out of a relationship so I wasn't like a, and I, I wasn't working out so I was really right. unmotivated and it's just like uh, it just it just aligned perfectly and like, <laughs> you know yeah so
0: that worked Dude, yeah, it's so awesome. How did, uh, How would you say, just kind of, we're talking about like home workouts. How would you say um the home workouts were for you overall? And how, are, how have they been compared to being in the gym?
1: For me and where I was in my life because of my, my, my injury, it yeah. really helped me out. And it really like, it, it was what I needed at the time because like I couldn't go, I, I couldn't go like really hard. And I was as you saw, like I, I was able to gain muscle and yeah, like, with, definitely. with like not that much heavy weight, like the heaviest weight, I was like 50 pounds. Yeah. So, I, you know, the consistency and also like just being at home, like in LA, like there's a lot of traffic. So like going to the gym is like, you know, a whole day thing yeah. sometimes. So I think just being here at home and it just really allows us to focus and like be here and like be fully present because I don't have to wait for any, anyone to get off the machine right. or, you know, any of that stuff. I just really just got to work and I really just focus and dedicate. I think having you really helped me out because I'm like, crap, like I have someone keeping me accountable. So yeah, uh, I'm going to do it. So yeah,
0: I think yeah. that's the, the biggest thing about having a coach feeling like someone is really counting on you to get it done. And you know, you're telling, you're kind of promising that person that you'll do it. So you don't mind the home workouts now then.
1: I think I'm going to keep them honestly. Really? Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'll see. I mean, but like, not like I'm going to go to gym anytime soon anyway. So
0: yeah yeah would you wait if uh the gyms open back up would you wait a while
1: you think yeah yeah Yeah, just because yeah i mean the way things are going right now i don't think it's gonna yeah i'm just gonna wait
0: right yeah so um just to kind of so we talked about therapy and uh meditation and um uh what was the third one you had there yoga yoga, right right right. so we talked about those three things that really changed you so comparing who you are now to who you were back then do you you like yourself way what are the what are the differences the biggest differences there the
1: first thing that came to mind was he said you like yourself and i don't like myself i love myself okay Um, a big part of this was my self-love and before i i didn't know what self-love was Mm -hmm. and i didn't have it obviously like i was doing these things that were not of someone who would love themselves and i having these thoughts having these limiting beliefs and all of this that Someone who loves themselves wouldn't really have. So that was my first part of my journey was finding that self-love. And as men, we're not really taught how to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest thing is loving myself now. I love who I am. I love my mind. I love my body. I love you know. It's just like that was the biggest thing. And yeah, you know now even on my worst days on my bad days and nothing compared to my worst days before like you know i'm not always positive and happy like i i get sad too that's part of being a human of I, get, I feel everything i feel other emotions too but now i have tools techniques better ways of coping like if i have a bad day i, I know to breathe it out i'll go do yoga mm-hmm. and I, I always feel better after yoga instead mm-hmm. of going to a bar i'll go to yoga and i feel better like that's my new bar now
0: yeah no no hangover either
1: no, no hangover so like yeah, I, I guess like I, it's it's like night and day, Ryan. Like it's night and day, like who I was before to who I am now.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: my my relationships are better. I have more intentional relationships. You know, I also I I'm really mindful of who I have in my life. Before, I had people that some people that were pretty toxic, and I was toxic too in my own way. Mm-hmm. And it just it wasn't really that conducive of my growth. And now like. I surround myself with people that are positive, people that are inspirational, people like people like you, you know, people mm-hmm. that really kind of build me and I, in in a way, like I, I build them. So like, I, I support people's growth and I, I like people who support my growth.
0: Yeah, of course. What was the first step you think there to learning how to really love yourself?
1: Uh, the word that comes to mind is surrender. I had to surrender to everything that I knew.
0: Except like, except to your, maybe your issues at the time or something.
1: Kind yeah. Of? accept uh it's a surrender like just like and people think that surrender is an act of weakness but it's not Mm -hmm. it's just like just giving yourself up to like a greater a higher power or so it's just like being like you know what like i'm broken (laughs) and it's okay like i'm I'm working towards it and like just that was yeah i guess acceptance yeah accepting where i am okay the same thing yeah so that was like the first step was knowing that i needed help Mm -hmm. Um, and I was able to get it with therapists, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, and people in my life that really were there to help me. And I think a lot of times when I was going through my stuff, I I thought I was a burden and I, I I wanted to do it alone and I thought I could do it alone, but you really can't. And that's why like, it's really important to have people in your life that are professionals or are good at that, that kind of stuff to help guide you along the way.
0: Right. I think a lot of people really need to hear that too, because a lot of people really have negative thoughts. And I think it's something that's, it's hard to unlearn and clearly you, you've really gone through what it takes to go from rock bottom to really appreciating who you are and physically and mentally, you know, you're, you're trying, you're also trying to better yourself in every way still too. So it's not just like acceptance and um, complacency. It's like consistently trying to progress too, but accepting where you are, right?
1: Yeah, like I'm still working out, and you know, like I want, I want you to have build me a new, a new plan, a new program. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still reading. I'm still reading books. I'm still like, I'm also. I I have a coach too. I have like a spiritual coach that's helping me out with like other things in my in my life. That I I'm still working through the stuff as well. I still have my therapist. So, yeah. i I have lots of help in my life still. But this is all for the greater purpose of allowing me to be of service to others. Like the more I work on myself, the more I can be of service. I I can already help people now and I have been and I, and I am, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning more and I'm going to like be a a greater capacity and to be able to reach other people and just help other people, which is what I really want to do. I want to live a life of purpose and a life of service.
0: Mm -hmm. Yo, know, I I love that man. That's something that I need to hear more often. I really appreciate the positivity overall because like I said, a lot of people don't they're not that positive, especially lately with everything going on with COVID, it's really hard to get it's really easy to get sucked into this um negativity and that's really great to hear. So I I appreciate that man. I'm I'm trying to uh I'm trying to live that lifestyle too.
1: <laughs> hey, we can all do it and that I think just I don't know. A lot of times, sometimes you got to turn off the negativity stuff. Like our minds cling to it. So like I was, I was watching news a lot in the beginning of COVID, but like sure. as someone has anxiety, that was making me have anxiety. And But because I had this awareness, I'm like, okay, this is causing me to have anxiety. So for now I'm going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. If something bad really happens, I'm sure someone will tell me I'm, I'm going to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Or, I, I just can't, I can't be glued to this. I can't be stuck to this negativity.
0: So if you had to, if someone came up to you, like, I know this is very general, but If someone came up to you and they were really, they were where you were before, I guess, what would your first tips for them be?
1: That was actually how I got to coaching. Funny you say that. Really? So I had a friend that came to visit and we went to a Dodger game and he had an anxiety attack at the game. At what game? Dodgers uh, baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he had an anxiety attack and I was like, holy shit, like, what, what's going on? And he was like, you know, having an attack because there's a lot of people or whatever. And then, you know, I sat him down. I'm like, dude, what's going on? And he was like, oh, you know, I have anxiety and depression and I'm like, uh, I drink a lot. And, you know, I was like, holy crap, like, you're me a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, man, like, I want to help. Because, you know, I felt like it was a cry for help, you know, in a way. Because I I witnessed it and, you know, it affected him and he felt really bad. But I was like, hey, you know what, like. I can help you out because this was what happened with me a year ago. And I was like, he, the person I am now, I'm different. So I was like, let's try this coach life coaching thing where, you know, I'll meet you every week I mean, via zoom. And we sat down, we met and, you know, it was new to me. I'm, I'm like, I, but he put his full faith in me and, you know, and trust and, and for me to walk him, it was, it was him that did it. I just walked him through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy, like he ended up, it's so amazing. Like he, it's been like a year now and a year later he lost weight he you know transformed his mindset to lose weight and also he he uh, at the time he like hated his job so now he went back to school quit his job he's now trained to be a um, programmer so he's going to school for that computer programmer which is awesome wow. and he now before he was too anxious to exercise and now he like exercise, he, he he's in a bike club so mm-hmm. he has new friends he has a new life like new mindset and he has ways of coping his with his anxiety and he doesn't wake up with you know having anxiety in the morning anymore so that's kind of how it happened. And then yeah. I was like, Holy crap, like this felt so good for me to do. And it was easy, not easy, but it was effortless. Right. And, and it worked and it helped them. So I was like,
0: Oh, maybe there's something to this for me. Yeah, That's awesome, man. That's so you've seen it firsthand. People really change. Yep. That's amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. We, this is one thing we haven't really touched on too much. How do you think, um, I guess, how do you think your, Everything that you do in general with mindfulness and your meditation practices, the person you are now, um, the self-love you, you have for yourself, how do you think that ties over into uh, veganism and why you're personally vegan?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it all started, I guess my vegan journey was about two, about like three years ago, maybe when I was um, into meditation, and no, it kind of hand in hand, but, um, you know, I was overweight and I wanted to lose weight and I knew yeah. that veganism was a way to do that or plant-based at the time so initially i got in it for selfish reasons and that was my own health but then i stayed for the animals of Uh course um so then like me too me too okay (laughs) yeah you gotta admit it right where you come from but yeah like hey we're here now yeah yeah, um so you know initially it was for that reason I, i did lose weight but you know i was vegetarian for a while and like i i wasn't fully there yet with the whole veganism but Uh, meditation and yoga really helped me out because what meditation does is it creates a cultivation of um, compassion and empathy Mm -hmm. for yourself and for others. And I took it as far as like for all living beings, you know, not just humans. So Mm -hmm. I have a high sense of compassion and empathy for, you know, every being that includes myself. Mm -hmm. So, and then with yoga, there is one of the limbs of yoga or, you know, in there, it's a, um, uh, ahimsa which is non, non-violence and it's actually like this what i have right here it's a uh, ahimsa the i guess the symbol of it oh
0: oh yeah okay i know yeah, yeah.
1: right yeah right. it's a little hand thing so yeah ahimsa is non-violence and that oh that's you know, what it
0: means because i've seen it so many times and I, I never know what it meant
1: yeah i mean there's different yeah but this the one for me is a uh, non-violence and, for me, like, you you can interpret it in many ways. Like not everyone that does meditation and yoga is vegan or, you know, plant-based. a lot of them are, but for me it was like, okay, nonviolent to all living beings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we know, veganism is the greatest, you know, act of nonviolence that you can have. And also it was nonviolence against myself, you know, not, not harming myself through these animal products and nonviolence against the earth. It yeah. was really like just, so that, allowed me to once you have a greater intention Mm -hmm. than just oh you know I want to be healthy that that intention wasn't as as great of a purpose as you know it being bigger than myself and when when it was bigger than myself it was easier like and then I'll say like going full vegan was not easy for me the first year Mm -hmm. because I'm Latino and we eat a lot of meat we a lot of animal products it's just it was just like I had to unlearn everything yeah it's a big cultural thing yeah, it's a cultural thing, and also in LA, there's a taco shop every corner. So it was like my friends still eat all that, and like I'm the only vegan in my family. So it was like very hard at first, but that's why I'm so excited about my second year of being vegan because this year it was effortless. This year yeah. it was like, oh crap! Like I'm excited. I've I've been doing it. Um, I learned a lot about mm-hmm. you know how the the diet and all that, and how to properly you know give myself the nutrients that I need. And yeah. it's just it's, now it's like a lifestyle. Like I'm okay. It's you know it's not something that I'm learning. I, I learned it. And I just ran with it. So it yeah. helped me
0: out a lot. Yeah, just what you do at this point. Um, one thing, so my sister lived in LA for a while and she always raved about uh, how good the Mexican food was specifically out there. And um, I had this place called uh, Doomy's Next Mex in LA. Mm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah, I've been there. So that to me, so I had Mexican food in LA when I was probably like 18 and um, before I was vegetarian and uh, I remember how good it was. And then when I went out to LA, um, last time was probably two years ago, I got maybe maybe a little more, but I got Doomy's next mex and I was like, damn, this tastes just like how I remember the LA Mexican food tasting, but it's vegan and it's like fucking delicious. So that goes to show that you can eat anything vegan, uh, anything that isn't vegan as good in a vegan form.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And without the guilt, obviously, like you said, it's guilt free
1: very compassionate lifestyle yeah
0: Yeah, definitely that's really cool to hear man um so we're kind of closing in on about an hour here so uh, i just want to touch on uh where people can find you for your your life coach stuff um and you know like the best way for them to get in touch with you and everything
1: yeah so i mean i'm I'm more on instagram and that's at lozano l-o-z-a-n-o dot period uh flows F-L-O-W-S. So yeah. And that's where like I post on there, like I create content for, you know, mindfulness, you know, positivity, inspiration, all that kind of stuff. And then I also like, I'm going to do group coaching as well, where, you know, if people aren't ready to do the one-on-one coaching, I'm going to do group coaching. And also the my my, my biggest thing is my group, is, is my uh one-on-one coaching. And that's where like, that's a, like a whole transformation of the of the person, of, of, of the mind, of, of whatever they want to work on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, my, my three pillars are mindfulness, healing and growth, because, you know, I first kind of ground my clients and we get, you know, focus on the breath and being out of the thinking mind and back into like the mind body experience. And then once we ground ourselves, then we can see the, the healing aspect where, okay, I can see why I have these anxious thoughts or I can see why I have this anger or this depression or whatever it is, loneliness or this attachment to whatever it is, like, you know, maladaptive habits that we have. And then the last part of my program is the growth part and that's really where the magic happens and you start to build these habits that are healthy this new way of thinking this new way of being this new way of living and it's it's really awesome to see that it's like the most rewarding thing I've ever done I've never been this happy in my life to help people in this way
0: yeah you're obviously very passionate about it so I understand why it, it's so nice for you to have other people experience what you experienced already you know um, All right, cool, man. So besides uh, your your life coach services, um, any place where people can find you on social media and connect with you? Yeah, I'm also on Facebook as well. Like, you
1: know, Adrian Lozano, I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram. I just made a TikTok uh, that just has like my yoga flows that I post on there. So if you're interested in seeing some cool yoga flows, uh, TikTok, I'm at Lozano.flows as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm thinking of making a YouTube channel too. You got me inspired into doing YouTube. So, you know, yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah i i really i really thought about that for a long time and i'm really glad i pulled the trigger on it like n- not that long ago because i'm having so much fun with it so far
1: so yeah i think, I think you would like it thing. yeah that's my next thing i'm like i'm going so i might go into the youtube space so yeah i'm kind of just trying things out you know yeah, um, yeah. it's been great like, as long as i think for me it's like the more people i can i can put an influence on to, if i can influence anyone to be more positive be more mindful and to have more self-compassion self-love then Why not?
0: Yeah, exactly. The one thing I noticed is that the more social media platforms you are on, just the more difficult it gets to balance everything.
1: Uh, Well, you got to find that balance.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It's so hard because I I love posting on YouTube so much, but I'm like, damn, these videos take so long. And then trying to do the podcasts and like, I guess I kind of tie them together, but then like Instagram posts and like uh, Facebook and all that stuff. It's like, damn, I don't know how people do it. That's why they have marketing Uh, teams, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: but I think like yes and no But a lot of times like because it's something that I'm passionate about Like I don't I guess the YouTube would be a lot of energy But I think like because like, like for you I'm pretty sure you love doing all this So it's not really like a, it's not like a work for you It's just like, oh, I'm just, you know Talking to my friends about this thing that I love
0: Yeah, I guess I feel I'll, like I, I like to try to stick to a schedule And that's the hardest part for me Because I'm like, oh, you uh, know, life uh, comes up And you get busy with something But I love it, man And I think I think you really will too If you if you start YouTube
1: Yeah, and I will say that I really enjoy your the things that you produce and it's really, really knowledgeable. And I'll say this, like, you know, as being your client, you really helped me think of like fitness and nutrition differently. Like you, you know, counting the macros and doing all that. And it really just allowed me to see it differently and kind of not seeing it as a chore or like something I had to do, but it something that was fun to learn, right. and learn how to work out. So that's something that, that that's your gift. That's
0: really cool that you can do that. Thank you, man. I think you'd agree. Like the whole the whole thing with uh, coaching, that really feels great is to really teach people how to be autonomous with everything, how they can take what you teach them and really implement it themselves. Yeah. That's what That's what I really enjoy, just to try to teach people stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I so I, I'm glad that you. Yeah, I'm glad that you're sharing your. I mean, we're both coaches, so it's cool. Like you know, we, we can both in different ways. We can both help make the better, help make the world um, a better place.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. And we're trying to do that with veganism too, of course. Yes. So do you have anything else you want to say in closing or anything we didn't, we didn't touch on or anything you want to add on to? No, just
1: for everyone out there listening, just keep smiling and be positive.
0: Dude, I love your positivity, man. I always do. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) All right, Adrian. Thank you so much, man. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, this was Adrian Lozano. If you guys want to check him out on his website, AdrianLozano.com, right? Yes, and uh, them out. add them thank on Instagram you. and Facebook and everything. All right, thank you guys so much. See you guys in the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 8th Approach Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, it would mean a ton if you gave the podcast a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Player FM, Pinecast, or any other service you're listening to. And subscribe to Athex Fitness YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook page. Feel free to check out the articles, training and nutrition programs, and merch on AthexFitness.com. And if you like what I'm making, dropping a like, commenting, and sharing would really, really help me out. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.